Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Carly. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to Reclamation, Reclamation Worship. My name is Jason Allen, host of Reclamation Worship, the podcast devoted to reclaiming a biblical view of worship for the church. Well, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Reclamation Worship. On today's episode, we have Chris and Carly Wright of Scripture Type. And so I knew when I started this podcast that I wanted to interview pastors and leaders in the church, but I also wanted to interview moms and dads and business owners and and people who worship the Lord in the everyday, in the warp and woof of their daily lives. And so Chris and Carly are doing that. They're doing that with this business that they own, as well as in the discipling of their children. And so I'm excited for you to get to hear from them. We talk about a lot of different things, the business of scripture type. Uh, We talk about Chris's inspiration and uh, the fact that he does all of this work uh, on the side. It's in addition to uh, the, the job that he has that provides for his family. So This is a great time uh, of hearing how the Lord has worked through their lives, through Chris and Carly, and is now working uh, in the midst of this business and in their discipleship of their children. So let's head on over to the interview. Chris and Carly, so glad that y'all could join me today on the podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So Chris and Carly are the founders of Scripture Type and uh, what used to be known as Hand Lettering Company. And so how did Hand Lettering Company come to be? Um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting story because we never uh, had a desire. We never thought of like starting a business or anything like that. Really, um, I guess where it started first off was uh, one Christmas we were trying to um, come up with, we didn't, I didn't really have um, a solid job at the time and I was doing a lot of freelancing and so things were pretty tight just paying the bills so we were like what are we going to do we have a lot of family and for Christmas presents and um, really I was seeing uh, things on Pinterest of different designs which I had never really seen of like typography and just wasn't exposed to a lot of that type of art and vintage um, labels and stuff like that and was just thinking, oh, this would be so cool if it had scripture. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could try to like mimic it and we could, you know, get a frame from the dollar store and give those good gifts. And uh, it didn't really look that great, but it really, <laughs> I realized um, when I did that, I really enjoyed the process of it. And it really made me um, kind of meditate on the verses as I was drawing them. So I decided just to start a personal project. Um, I was doing an app called uh, Fighter Verses. Okay, yeah. Where you memorize one um, Bible verse a week. And so I was like, oh, what if I just drew a design of the Bible verse that I was going through? And then um, what I ended up doing with it was making like a wallpaper that you would put on your computer or on your phone. And I was just thinking, oh, maybe there's other people that are doing um, the same app and kind of doing the same thing. So I'll just put it online and just make it available. I didn't really think anyone would ever come across it. And um, I just started posting uh, pictures of the designs on Instagram instead of posting pictures of 
family or, you know, food or whatever. <laughs> I didn't know what it was for or anything. Right. And then um, I just, that was my commitment was every week I'd come out with a new design and I'd use that time to really meditate on the word and um, create those resources for free. And so um, after a while, people started finding out about it. And um, we started getting uh, requests from friends about, uh, oh, I'd really love a print of this design to have in my house and Mm. to just have it around the house. And at the same time, we also wanted to kind of just put scripture everywhere around the house. So um, we started to just figure out how to like make prints and that kind of over the years that evolved into um, other products and things that we really just wanted to make for ourselves mm-hmm. and then kind of made available online. Great. So what year was that, that, that you started everything? It was, um, really in, it's that Christmas was in 2012. Okay. But it wasn't, we didn't launch really a website until the fall of 2013. So why don't you share with us how, uh, how the Lord saved you? So Chris or Carly, whichever one wants to go first. Yeah, so I was raised, I was born into a Christian family, and I don't really, I don't really remember any time not knowing the Lord, but I remember specifically just a day that through just different things like Sunday school and Awana and different things that I was involved in at our church, like obviously having different questions come up, and I just remember a specific day asking my mom a lot of questions about Jesus and different things. So I was a pretty shy kid and didn't like a lot of attention on me. So I was like, I think like I want to ask him into my heart. So I like went into the garage and shut the door so no one would know and no one would ask me about it. <laughs> Just like I didn't want a big deal made about it. But that's like one of my earliest memories. And I know I had to be about probably six. And I just like in whatever terms I could find asked him mm-hmm. to be in my heart. And I obviously, in terms of election and all those things, I don't know, like the exact moment I was saved, but I, I never stopped, you know, walking mm. with him. So throughout my teenage years, I think, especially I began reading more and desiring to understand more and growing more and being sanctified. And he's used many, many things to sanctify me, but mm. by God's grace, that. Yeah. That's how it was. Praise God. So did so for you Carly, were you uh what did discipleship look like for you growing up like um in the home early as a kid or maybe in high school, college? Uh do you did you have someone who maybe grabbed you by the arm and intentionally walked you through books or or through scripture? I mean definitely my mom was a huge part of she was like she, I have two sisters as well, one older, one younger, and we were all very close. And my mom, we were also homeschooled. So we spent a lot of time with my mom mm-hmm. and she was definitely the one that took the, my dad, obviously, and leaving the family as well. But as far as a personal one-on-one relationship, a lot was with my mom. And then we began going to a church when I was in like youth group age, the church we were part of was very, uh, intentional like that the youth group wouldn't be all just kids and games away so it was unusual for my parents but like they loved it because the mom would go with us to youth group and so the woman leading that who was another mom of another like 
teenage person, we'd go through books together. And that was huge, which I mean, at the time, you're kind of like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> I wish we just had, you know, it was just fun time. But right. I know I appreciated it. And looking back, I really appreciate it. Because, you know, you just have all these different women who are different levels of maturity and just where they are. And as a teenager, having all those people as a part of your life, speaking into your life is just so um, precious that I'm just so thankful that that's how it was. And I think that was a huge part of probably the early on, like sanctification where things started to grow a lot more is just having those types of people intentionally in my life who were looking, who loved me and were teaching and going through what does this look like to just live as a young Christian girl and all that. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. So Chris, what about for you? How did the Lord grip your heart? Um, well, I grew up, uh, my dad was a professing Christian, but never went to church, never read the Bible. Um, he was more into, I guess, more new agey type things where I had an understanding of, there was a lot of talk about angels and demons and supernatural forces. Um, but so I had kind of a, I guess, a fear um, of like those things are real and they're dangerous and stuff like that, but never really um, anything like from scripture. And my mom was Catholic that would go uh, every week. And so she, I started off by going with her, but by the time I was in about fourth grade, I remember just being able to, when I was old enough to, <laughs> that I told her that, Oh, I don't want to go anymore. Like, I, why do you have to go through a priest to talk to God instead of just talking to God yourself? So mm. like, I just thought that was dumb. So I'm like, I'm not going to go. <laughs> um, so most of my like, kind of, I guess, early youth was um just kind of living i guess in the world and um i had different friends i met in high school that would invite me into their youth groups like friends that were girls and so like i went to a few but all i remember were games and like yeah. i would go be like okay i'm gonna hear about god and then there'd just be all these <laughs> games and stuff like that i don't remember any like message or anything i just remember mm. it being like kind of the same things that I would see in the world, except like a, maybe a PG version of it. Mm, yeah. So I was like the one that was always making fun of all my friends that would go to youth group and stuff like that. And then um, later on, I did go to one where that was the first time I heard, I guess, uh, more of a gospel message where just saying that, you know, the reason, like, if you want to go to heaven, okay, Jesus died, you know, that's what he did. He died on the cross. So repeat this prayer. And, you know, and so like, that was the first thing where it kind of connected some of the dots from like, what are they doing at the, you know, at the Catholic mass of like touching their hand on their, you know, head. And then like each side, I didn't really, you know, things I heard, I was like, oh, okay. Cause that's Jesus died on the cross. Mm. So I like, you know, said the prayer and would continue to do that every time they would give an invitation. Um, but I did actually get a Bible for the first time. And I started to go to the youth group and started to hang out with um, the friends from the youth group and 
So I started to cuss less and started to, you know, see different change, go on like little mission trips in Mexico and right. things like that. But um, it lasted about eight months. And when I was like inviting one of my um, friends that I used to party with, that he was like, oh, I need to clean up and, you know, meet a nice girl from church and, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, he ended up going on this retreat with us. And um, afterward, I hung out with him and um, kind of like had a beer or something like that. And then I felt so guilty. I was, I was like, I can't be around my th- these new church friends because I'll corrupt them because mm. they're good and I'm bad. And um, there was also something I saw that the youth pastor did where um, he's like, he said like, you know, he took my friend's cigarettes and said he'd give them back at the end of the camp, but then never did. And I was like, oh, he lied. <laughs> and he's supposed to be like a better person because he's like a you know, the youth pastor, like the more you're, my ideal is the more, the longer you're a Christian, the better person you are. Mm. Um, so I didn't really have any understanding. So I ended up going way worse into the world than what I was before. And I was selling drugs and mm. kind of just, um, just that whole lifestyle for about the next, probably around four years. Mm. Um, until I randomly got this job where the owner was um just he just said like oh are you a christian i'm a christian do you go to church and i was like oh i'm a christian because i thought you know like I, that's what i always grew up but you know we're all christian catholic like it's all the same so yeah. i was like yeah i'm a christian but i just don't go to a church right now so he um su- suggested different ones that he knew of like college age kids were going to um and so actually i started going to those and um started serving like mm-hmm. i was serving with the uh, setup or the worship team like doing the sound mm-hmm. um but was living like totally living the other lifestyle of partying and i didn't even really feel conviction because i was i was going to church on sunday and i was serving and i didn't even it was weird because i don't remember even feeling like there's anything wrong with that mm-hmm. um and then it kind of at a time a couple of years after that, um, I was serving, never once got involved with like a community group or never once was asked, like, I just never even got involved, like two years, like serving at a church, like is pretty much showing up early, helping mic up people and then just going home. Mm-hmm. Um, but then someone else from the college group that went to a different church invited me. Um, and I would, I kind of was at a point where I was getting burnt out on the partying and I was kind of just like, okay, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to read and whatever you say, God, whatever, you know, you say in the Bible, I'm just going to do whatever, like your way and just kind of see what happens. So after another couple of years, I got more involved and I was reading the word a lot and I was kind of stopping that other lifestyle. Um, and I was even serving. And so after a couple of years, I was like a small group leader in the college group and then the high school group. And um, at the same time, that um, employer that was the, uh, that was asking if I was a Christian, um, things were going very well. So I was um, kind of had my life set where I got a brand new car and I was going to pay that off early to use that credit to buy a house. And um, I bought it, 
uh, I was spending a lot of money and, but I was also giving and like, you know, using like being a volunteer to drive people or paying for other, you know, the youth's food or just stuff like that. At the time I wouldn't like, I, I had no idea, but like when I look back, it was totally more of a workspace relationship with God mm. where, um, I was feeling like I'm was just getting blessed, but I was also, you know, serving. And every day, I like almost every day, I was serving at the church in a different way. And, yeah. Um, where people would say, "Oh, you're gonna get burnt out," um, but kind of. So it looked like everything was kind of. Uh, I had my life set, like everything was all figured out, and then God like stripped everything away. Mm-hmm. Where like out of nowhere. Um, the business where I worked got this bill for like, a lot of money. And then um, they found out they really owed it because the accountant disappeared. Mm. Like, and then the economy changed where the sales went from like a tenth of what they were, where all of a sudden um, the business couldn't afford to pay me. But it was also like this uh, relationship where I was also living with the owner. And um, he ended up because. Um, after a year of like debt collectors and just all these stresses, he was actually suicidal mm. and, um, kind of in the midst of all these things that were uh, being stripped away uh, with that. Um, I was reading this book by Francis Chan that was giving this scenario of, by John Piper of heaven. And do you really love Jesus? And if he wasn't there, like if you picture heaven with everything you could want and Jesus wasn't there, would it even bother you? Mm. like if you had your friends and your family and everything else, but Jesus wasn't there, would you even care pretty much? And I knew that like, I could say, I get it in my head. Oh, he died for my sins. I could say like, oh, okay, I love you because of what you did for me. Mm. But when I thought of that scenario, I wouldn't think that I wouldn't be, oh, where's Jesus? I'd be content. And so I, I real like I knew inside, I didn't love, really love Jesus. Mm. And so, um, that like in the same time where everything else is being stripped away, it really, I started praying every day that I can't change my heart, God, that you would change that. This would be real, that I would actually feel these things toward you. Wow. Um, and yeah, at the same time, um, about like a year of that, uh, I owe, like I have this car that has a thousand dollar a month car payments that if I sold it, I would lose $5,000. Mm. I can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have about $25,000 on credit card debt because everything, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't just leave the, the owner because um, he had done so much for me and he had no other family and all these different things. It, like, it would just be, feel so wrong. I was also like living um, with him too, but it was such a crazy scenario because if I'd come home, I wouldn't even know if he, like there'd be broken glass everywhere. If he wow. was good, he started being so suicidal and it's just a very dangerous environment. Um, and then at the same time, like after, you know, a year of being completely like stripped and like totally in debt, like very little friends or uh, I didn't really have any relationship with the family. So kind of in all the, like I didn't really have anywhere to go but have a lot of alone time with God. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, in the midst of that, just one day, 
it was probably four months later from when I started praying that he would just change my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know like exactly the time where it was like, I was just driving. And then all of a sudden, like, I just knew I could say it authentically, like that I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, every time I would like read God's word after that, it would just like, everything was just popping off the page just saying, Oh, this is all about Christ. And um, I just had a hunger for it. All I wanted to do was just spend all that time where alone, just like reading God's word. Mm. And um, that's kind of really what, um, and then since then, God did a lot of crazy, there's a lot of stories where this God's grace, where he did miraculous things to, to actually get out of that debt and provide um, jobs and even getting out of that car and so many things. It's like pretty, a lot of crazy stories. Wow. Wow. (laughs) A long time. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. So y- y'all stories are a little bit different. Y'all- <laughs> we always joke like if we would have met probably a few years sooner than we did, we would have not liked each other at all. <laughs> thought I was a complete nerd and I would have thought he was a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And that really helps me all the more understand why scripture is so important to y'all and why it's um, central to your business. So you changed the name of the company from hand lettering company to scripture type. What led to that change? Well, not a lot of thought got into the name in the first place. Okay. Um, It was really, I didn't think of it as starting a business. It was kind of like just making a website so I could put up these free wallpapers. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, well, I guess I'm drawing it all by hand. And so it's like, hand lettering the designs and handlettering.com was taken, <laughs> but handlettering.co is open. So I was like, oh, let's just call it handlettering co because there's a domain that's open. Nice. Um, so yeah, I named the business after the domain. Good. Um, but yeah, after I didn't, after yeah, several years, like really handlettering kind of became a thing where before like, yeah, there's, that was just describing the way of making the art, but now there's, uh, it seems like a lot of people are more doing it. So after um, we, so we got a lot of requests for, you know, wedding stuff and different things. And really when we just were thinking, okay, what is, what are we about? And it's really um, just to focus on the scriptures and taking the scriptures and drawing them out type of, you know, um, typographically and really, um, that was more of what we're about than just the fact of drawing it by hand. Kind of just wanted to have a name that made it a little more clear what we were actually doing than just quite so general. Yeah. Especially because hand lettering is so common now, but um, a lot of it's the like modern calligraphy and stuff, like mm-hmm. the, a certain um, style and his style is a little different. So we were like, oh, it's more the typographical style that he actually draws than what's usually thought of as hand lettering or whatever so we're like okay let's think of a name that will like make it a little more like clear to people what our what it actually is well let me ask you like what what is the inspiration behind the pieces that you do so do you do one old testament piece and then a new testament or is it just uh what what ends up leading to the scriptures that you choose for the next Thing that you're going to be working on? Um, well, it started off, I was whatever was in that fighter versus app. Okay. And then after a while, because 
Um, I was reading, I don't know, just kind of shifted to different either things that um, I was reading or I would, you know, I have all this, all these journals from whenever I'd write down and just writing down verses or quotes. Um, and then after a while, we started getting a lot of requests. And so we just started making a look, list of all the requests. Right now, it's kind of just random. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Actually, um, for a while, I was thinking of making like a little book for evangelism mm-hmm. um, that would be just key verses and sharing the gospel. Mm. So that was like just going through, um, I think there was about 30 or 40 that I just wrote down and kind of was doing that. So there was a period where there was, you know, a lot on depravity. (laughs) People were like, why are you doing these verses? And, you know, (laughs) this is not the the print I want to put in my house. You know, different things. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so. Some people have bought them. Now and then we'll be like, whoa, <laughs> really wanting to convict their kids, but put those yeah. in the rooms. Yeah. Give it to somebody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Send you a little message here. I, I'm sure y'all have heard. I mean, it sounds like um, there's a lot of interaction with um, your customers and whatnot. So I'm, I'm sure y'all have heard stories of how your art, your work has uh, touch people's lives. Is there any, anyone in particular that, that comes to mind that you would maybe share with us? Well, it's interesting because there's some times where, because we don't do scripture type full time, it's very much like on the side and he does freelance design as like what pays the bills. Okay. And there's times, especially as our kids are getting older and I'm homeschooling and trying to help him and different stuff that it just gets exhausting and there's times where you just want to be like is this even like Mm. worth like what do we should we be doing this or what like you know it's just all these things where you get kind of um not sure and then it seems like it's always right at that time where you get an email and Mm. somebody just randomly I'm trying to think of a specific example but just it seems like that happens quite often or right when we're like is this even like what should we be doing this where someone emails and it just some specific thing that just fuels you to be like, Oh, that's why, like, mm. that's why we're doing this. It's not just about cause we want to right, or just for ourselves, but actually God's using it to really, even if it's just that one person that's being encouraged or that one person that had this uh, experience or story that they shared of how it blessed them or someone else in a specific way. It's like, Mm. worth it even when it's crazy sometimes i think especially because we um like the main i guess core of what like we get excited about it are really the resources that we put out there um that's always like that's how it started like just the free wallpapers Mm -hmm. and different ways to use for scripture memory um and also we Besides um, just the wallpapers, we, okay. u- we use that as a platform to put out like commentaries or sermons or truths or other things that we, we found encouraging because a lot of what um, helped me grow um, because I was in a kind of, I wasn't exposed to that much like solid teaching um, were just resources from online where someone randomly said, oh, have you ever heard about, you know, this website called desiring god and or just some kind of resource where i had no idea and then that really led to something else that led to you know 
like led me down the path that opened up so many things I had no idea about. I remember like the first time um, learning about, I got this book, 50 People Every Christian Should Know, because I heard this name, Charles Spurgeon. So I looked it up and when I was at the library and found this book at the library, and then I was like, how come I've never heard of these guys, Jonathan Edwards and Charles Spurgeon? Like the only name I've ever heard was C.S. Lewis. And, um, but I never, there's so many like things that was, are so encouraging and helpful to me that um, we, uh, I always have that in mind. So when we put out the wallpapers, we'll also have like a commentary or a snippet from a sermon or article and link to other things. And we also email those out as well. Um, so that's probably like a lot of different things that are, you know, take a lot of time. And, but, uh, anytime we hear of how like this, you know, coloring page, we use that for our homeschool or, you know, this, like I have this wallpaper on my, you know, computer. I remember actually one, the most recent one that came in was a lady that saying that she's a school teacher at a public school. Mm. And she isn't allowed to talk about God or like really anything specific about her faith. But she said that she has something like something that she uses that it's like up on the board all the time. Like basically it reflects her wallpaper, mm-hmm. whatever's on her computer. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I have scripture up on the board like all the time. And like sometimes like I know the kids are reading it like mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll ask stuff. And I'm not like allowed to talk about it, but it's a way to just have God's word in my classroom that I never would have been able to have. And it's like, whoa, that's so cool. Cause yeah, it's just like all these little things we don't see or know about. And we just see like some of the crazy behind the scenes stuff of us just ah, trying to do everything. But when you hear those things, it's like, wow, like it's humbling because a lot of times, yeah, it's, we're, we forget about that side of it, but it's kind of the Lord to bring those reminders because that, you know, it's like, it's worth it to exhaust yourself sometimes when it's to yeah encourage and edify other people. So that's so great. Now, so I know that um, in addition to scripture that, like you just mentioned, um, there are some quotes from time to time. I, I've seen Jim Elliott quotes and, um, so who are some of the others that, that y'all have chosen to quote? Charles Spurgeon, William, Jonathan Edwards. William Carey. Uh-huh. Um, yes, it's kind of a mixture of different ones that I had um, written down that were just really encouraging to me. We do have a John Piper one on there um, now. Yeah, we try to, um, I guess, a limit. There's, like, I guess, as far as the quotes and really just try to focus on scripture. Yeah. And there are a lot of, especially I feel like a lot of missionary quotes that are just so helpful, but Mm. um, kind of when we think back uh, and a lot of it is spurred out of just things that like are just encouraging to us. And so it's like, Oh, it'd be cool just to make one of, you know, this, you know, a quote that's been so, you know, encouraging. Um, But like when I think back, uh, like if I think, later looking back of how like what would I want there to to be would just be more scripture designs and and I think too one of the things that's always been like um important to us is when he does do the scripture designs is to 
do the whole verse and not take a piece out mm. and then out. I'm there are a few actually that like be still and know that I'm God that we don't have the second part of the verse, mm. but like for the most part, just trying to like really like put the whole thing on there because um, that's important to us too, that it's within at least that context of the verse um, to put it all on there, which can be hard sometimes if it's more of a wordy thing, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's the hardest thing is when the longer it is, the harder it is to try to emphasize areas and try to put it all on there. So it's readable. Mm. Um, that's like, especially um another aspect that makes it harder is you know i'm thinking in mind of it being on someone's phone and computer or they might want to print so all those different um dimensions like mm. the ratios mm. uh makes it like just something else makes it more tricky to to um fit everything and so from concept to completion typically at, on average how long does it take you uh to finish one of these um, probably around 10 hours. And that's like you said, Carly, that's in spare time. That's, that's, uh, after yeah. hours. <laughs> that can be over a month, basically. Maybe wow. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. it feels like that. He's like, this is taking so long. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> we just got to do our best. Yeah. <laughs> right. When I was doing it, when I was able to do it every week, um, yeah, it's like a couple, you know, hour to two hours every day that you're putting in from yeah. sketching to, you know, um, the concepts, then you get a layout and you sketch that out and refine it, then you ink it, and then you scan that in, then you clean that up, then you vectorize it, then you color it, and then you make it for every single size um, for the screen sizes, for wallpapers, and that's been also updating them every time there's like a new phone that all of a sudden like the new iPhones and then it's like a total different ratio where, you know, would expand them too big or too small. And, oh yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of, but that's the thing that he really enjoys mm -hmm. the most, which is how it even started in the first place was just that quiet time of drawing and meditating mm -hmm. on the verse while he's listening to a sermon or whatever. And so it's like, we know, when we're too um, getting too busy and that time is just getting pushed aside that not that it's the absolute most important thing, but it is like something that he enjoys so much. That's like, it's important to make time for it, not only for the finished product of it, but just even for his own, like just to have that time is really refreshing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The part he really enjoys the most. So. Yeah, usually anything that um, it's an overflow of my own like filling and my own um, time in the word or in prayer. So put on a sermon and look at a piece of paper and just draw scripture and not mm -hmm. really have anything else in your mind mm -hmm. uh, is, yeah, one of my favorite times. So it, it's never about like how long it takes to mm -hmm. to make something, but it does. The reality of it does limit the amount you're able to do or if you get it, you know, so many, after so many requests, you can only really do so much in that time. So that's caused us to be a lot more um, purposeful and thoughtful of what verses we are doing. It's actually pretty interesting because in the process, like when I look back at what pieces I feel like have been, um, I've liked the most or been the most maybe impactful. Um, 
it's the ones that I just was not worrying about the design. I wasn't, you know, it was just really just enjoying the verse and not really even knowing how, what it would turn out like, Mm. uh, compared to ones where maybe it was ones that were requested or I'm trying to do, you know, trying to make this awesome design or something. Uh, it's just interesting how God, uh, I guess, humbles and just works through things when it is, um, just when you're not even really thinking about trying to what you're producing, but just really just focusing on him and yeah, enjoying the process. Central to um, a lot of your promotional videos on Instagram are your two little darling girls. And so um, it's, it's obvious that uh, that God's word is uh, central uh, to um, your parenting and uh, to, to their childhood. And so do you mind sharing what, uh, with us, what discipling looks like uh, in in the everyday in in your home, what that looks like, and and how y'all are exposing them to God's word. For a long time, we we didn't sh- try to didn't really show that much of it, I guess our um, personal lives, especially like with the kids. Um, for a long time, just thinking like, separating from the business, and then mm-hmm. we kind of realized that a lot of times people had a misunderstanding where from what they saw maybe from Instagram or online, they had this like idea that we were some um, bigger, bigger business, business that yeah. had employees and <laughs> that, you know, different things where it, um, when they realized that, Oh, it's just a family. And <laughs> that was uh, actually, uh, yeah, we just saw the importance of just trying to be really like transparent to show that we're just, you know, we're not, this other thing and it's just really ourselves and part of that yeah was uh it's an interesting story with the kids um because for some of these business cards that we made we just for fun we're like oh let's put a different bible verse on each of the backs for fun um to have a different one of um and our girls uh we started using those actually for scripture memory with the kids where we like it's first before they could read and everything it would be like a matching game kind of where they would put them all face down and whatever one they would flip over we would make hand motions and um memorize that verse mm-hmm. um so we would have kind of this yeah all these different cards and when we'd flip it over like we'd have these hand motions to recite the verse and um that's been something that's actually been uh, it was like really effective where kind of we trying, you know, as a parent, I think you try a lot of different things and the kids are so different where, you know, some things work well with one, yeah. but then the other, it's a totally different personality. So it's not like, Oh, okay. We figured out what to do. So just follow these steps. Right. But I know what I feel like it's very similar because I'm very visual. I feel that that's very true also with the kids, the more that they can see visuals and things like that. Um, so I guess as it started, um, you know, I was making these verses for my own meditation and memorization of scripture. And um, kind of as we've had a family, we've been trying to do that as a family. So when I make a new verse, really trying to memorize it together, which um, our daughter has a really good memory. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like, yeah, Yeah. she remembers everything. Wow. Well, and that part of what, when we even first, I guess even when we first got married, we were like, 
had a desire just to decorate with scripture mm-hmm. and kind of when you walk into like a, maybe a typical Christian bookstore or something, we wanted to, we kind of wanted a different style of art, but we still wanted the message that right. was coming. So then that's when he was drawing stuff. It was also just for our own house and to put up on our walls. Cause we're like, when we have kids, which we did have kids really quickly after getting married, like we want them to see it like all the time. We want to see it all the time. We want to be reminded because we're so quick to forget when the day gets on. And we want our kids just to be used to having that as our art where it's like, and that's part of having the whole verse, not just a piece of it too. Sometimes it's just like they're, whether they even know it or not, if they're, once they learn how to read and they're looking at that on the wall, it's just like, and then as well for people in our home, um, whether they're Christians or not, other people in our home is kind of like those verses in Deuteronomy were kind of like still our key foundation of just like whether you're sitting in your house or walking by the way or when you lie down or when you rise like put them on your doorposts and all over to remember God's promises and his commands and the gospel and his truth and so our whole house is just like filled with it Mm. it's yeah helpful for us but that was part of even in starting it was thinking oh when we have kids like we want that to just be like when they're home, they're just being bombarded with God's word, even when we're not necessarily at that moment teaching them, but it's just a normal part of their life. And we've had great. already like from, you know, the different scripture memory and stuff like that, being able now we're seeing the opportunity where things in life, when they occur, we're able to refer to those verses mm. and saying, oh, you know, remember this verse that uh, we can refer to those. And that really helps. It's just like, um, I guess, discipling being just a, a part of everyday life where, you know, if something happens, um, you can, res- okay, how should we respond to this? Mm. You know, what does scripture say? And we can refer to scripture of, um, what would be, you know, how we should respond when this thing, what happens when this doesn't go our way? What happens, you know? Like they might have learned a verse not even knowing what it meant. But now when a real situation comes up and you're like, what does this say? And you give them the first couple words and then they like know it. And then you're like, that's what it means. And it like fits in with like a real life example or struggle with sin or whatever. And they're like, especially our Mm six-year-old, our four-year-old, not so much yet, but Mm. Well, a little bit, even mm. her a little already, but especially her six-year-old, she'll, you can just see the light kind of go on. Yeah. Like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, obviously it's the Holy Spirit. It's God who's going to save her, we pray one day. Mm. But um, just to have those connections being made where it's like, as long as you're in our home, this is what you're going to be um fed and taught and right. hopefully one day it'll be you know the fruit will be salvation but um it's cool just to see those things as um yeah like you said where now the connections can be made to something they already memorized but now understanding certain things so that's what it really means mm-hmm. so like yeah why scripture memory is important is because 
um, it doesn't, it kind of tears down that dividing wall of like, oh, here's time where we just have family worship or, you know, the Bible study or whatever to when you're in the car and there's an accident or traffic or something that, you know, you get a flat tire and there's this, you know, something doesn't go according to plan. And to be able to have those opportunities where it's not just, you know, saying things of how we should act or not act or whatever, but to really be able to refer to scripture and they know it too, Mm. because we've memorized it together. um, That really brings um, out the opportunity just to really how, um, you know, worship should be part of our entire lives and how, you know, scripture is not just, you know, this time that's just, you know, when, story time or not just Mm -hmm. family time or something we do on Sundays, but really every aspect of life we can um, apply. We can refer to um, the scripture of, and really um, see how we should respond to God, how, you know, what we should do in each circumstance um, that comes up. That's great. Where does scripture type go from here? Are there projects that y'all are looking at maybe uh, transitioning into or uh, just going to keep doing what you've been doing? We've been doing a lot of refining and just thinking about what are, you know, I think since we changed the name and it's been a process of really um, thinking like to have every aspect be as purposeful as possible. And so, um, you know, scripture memory is really um something that we're really passionate about. Mm -hmm. So besides, you know, the other resources that we put out and the different things that we send, um, trying to make other like products that have to do with scripture memory is really something that we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of, uh, I think, our focus right now. Well, y'all, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, come on and talk about life and and, uh, scripture type and um, scripture intake. I, I greatly appreciate y'all uh, doing this, and and I know it. Uh, it's been helpful to me, and I'm sure it'll be helpful to those who listen to Reclamation Worship. So, thank you again for taking the time to do this. Thank Thanks you. so much for having us. You bet. Well, again, that was Chris and Carly Wright of Scripture Type. I want to encourage you to visit Scripture Type's website. It will be linked in the show notes. And there you can find free downloads of wallpapers, lock screens, printable coloring pages, and other resources for your encouragement, as well as the things that you can buy. their prints, journals, uh, wood carvings, leather goods, and other things. So please check out their website, support them, and support their work, and uh, see what all that they are doing uh, to help you with scripture intake. So... If you uh, have not been to Reclamation Worship, visit that, reclamationworship.com, and uh, look at all the other episodes that have been recorded and are available there. We are on Twitter, at ReclamationHQ. We are on Instagram, at Reclamation Worship, and on Facebook, at Reclamation Worship. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.